going to give you an article 15, and you know what? You're going to do some extra duty, and you're going to give me some of that money. Most people, most, I'm not going to say all, because you got some hard, this young generation, you got some hard-headed folk. They don't care. Take it. Do what you want to do, because I got to be me. That's why you got to get out. You know what? The, the, the new generation don't understand. Folks is not going to put up with what your mama will put up with. Your mother loves you. They love you, but they're just not going to take your mess. Amen. They are not going to take your mess. You know what? As we have gone through, uh, when, when the, uh, different, our kids and stuff was going to college and you go visit the dorms and different things, you always uh, would see notes like, your mama don't live here. This is not your mother's kitchen. In other words, they're trying to get a message across to clean up behind yourself because no one else wants to clean up behind you. In other words, we're trying to tell you, you, you should have learned something at home, amen, how to, be, how to take care of yourself. So, you, you know, you just think common sense that folks understand if you go in the kitchen and you mess up some dishes, you're supposed to come back and wash them. But I've learned common sense is just not that common. We mothers have messed up a few people. Amen, because we are always running in there washing the dishes for them and washing their clothes for them and cleaning up their room for them and doing all this. You know what, when my kids was coming up, the only job they had, as long as I wasn't working, was to go to school, do well at school, come home, do your homework. I had everything else. They didn't make up their beds. They didn't clean up their rooms. They didn't take out trash. They didn't wash dishes. That was all. Their primary job was just to go to school. And every now and then they find themselves in trouble. And I couldn't understand why you in trouble. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come worship with us. Enter the nomination of faith, Church of the Living God. 1279 Pickett Road, Leesville, Louisiana. Where God is first and people are always. Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. Book of Luke, chapter 1. We want to begin at verse 37. And when you have Luke 37, signify that by saying amen. Amen. Let's read it together. Ready, read. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Let's read it again. Ready, read. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Now, I want to emphasize certain words. I'm going to reread it and reread it and reread it, and I'm going to emphasize certain words. For, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. 
I want to take it from the Adidas slogan. And I want to call it, impossible is nothing. Just want to take it from the, the athlete's perspective. I want you to say that. Say, impossible, impossible. Is, nothing. is nothing. Say it again. Impossible, impossible. Is, nothing. is nothing. Now, I want you to think about every situation in your life that seems impossible. And say, impossible is nothing. Think about the financial trouble you're going through right now. And the devil is telling you, you know, it's impossible for you to get out of debt. I want you to declare impossible is nothing. Think about what you've been going through physically in your body. And the devil may be saying, you know what? That healing is not going to manifest in your body. You're going to have this sickness and this disease all of your life. Look back at the devil and say, impossible is nothing. Oh, your children, they're not going to do well. They're not going to get their education. They're not going to serve God. Oh, they're strung out on drugs. They're, they're caught up in the world. They're, they're doing everything but, but living for God. You look back at the devil and say, impossible is nothing. What may be impossible with man is possible with God. Come on. Do you believe it? Give him praise if you believe it. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you for this, another opportunity to minister to your sheep. We thank you, Lord, that although the grass may wither, the flower may fade, we thank you the word of the Lord will stand forever. Holy Spirit, I yield myself to you afresh and anew. Think through my mind. Speak through my vocals. Let my tongue be as the pen of a ready and a skillful writer. Thank you, Lord, that you give me the tongue of the learned, that I might speak a word in due season. And I thank you tonight that revelation knowledge will flow freely in this place, uninterrupted, unhindered, unchecked by any satanic, demonic, or fleshly force. Thank you, Father, your people came ready to receive, and I came ready to deliver. And I thank you that this word on tonight is going to have supernatural results in our lives. And we declare, impossible is nothing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. You know, from birth, we are trained to know our limitations. If you really think about it, a child is brought up knowing limitations. You can't have this. Don't touch that. Don't put things in your mouth. Don't touch the fire. Don't go outside. Don't go on the roads. On and on and on. The list goes on about the limitations that we are brought up in, in, in life, brought up with in life. And normally as we grow up, we begin to recognize that, yes, there are certain limitations we have to learn to live with. For example, I wish I could fly. <laughs> but I can't fly. I got to walk or run, so I'm limited in the flying department. There are certain things that you wish you could do, but in the natural, you cannot do. There are limits to our lives. There are limits to everything. It is a fact of life. But what I want you to see through this message is that God has no limits. God has no limits. And so when we enter 
into the realm of the supernatural, we have to learn how to take the limits off. We have to learn how to serve God and understand that he is an unlimited God who can do unlimited things when we place our trust and faith in him. And as we renew our mind to his word and allow this truth to become reality on the inside of us, we begin to know certain things about God. First of all, God is not like man. As a matter of fact, the book of Numbers says that he's not a man that he should lie. He's not like us. Although we are limited in and of ourselves, we serve an unlimited God. And we have to renew our minds to this. When we go to God, we cannot go to him as if we're going to an ordinary man or ordinary person. We're talking about the creator of the universe. God has no limits. I want you to say God has no limits. God has no limits. When we look at Luke 1.37, I want to read this in several translations. Because when you read it in several translations, it just pretty much heightens your, your understanding of the word. Let me read this from the NIV. For no word from God will never fail. For no word from God will ever fail. No word. No word from God will ever fail. Amen. The Aramaic Bible says, because nothing is difficult for God. Nothing is difficult for God. I like the American Standard Version. For no word from God shall be void of power. No word from God shall be void of power. It reminds me of Isaiah 55, right? God says that, uh, uh, you know, there's no word. If he sent his word, it's going to accomplish that which he sent it to do. It will not return void. Amen? The, uh, the, the Wymouth New Testament says, for no promise from God will be impossible of fulfillment. The World English Bible says, for everything spoken by God is possible. Everything spoken by God. By God is possible. Touch somebody and say it's possible, it's possible. Because it was spoken by God. <laughs> See that right there. You need to understand. If you're going to operate in the realm of unlimited possibilities. You've got to know what God said about the matter. You've got to know what God said about the situation. Look at the Amplified. It says for with God nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. So the, the matter is, what have you been believing God for that God has spoken? What did God say about it? Are, are you operating on your word? Are you operating on somebody else's word? Are you leaning on someone else's promise or are you standing on God's word? If you are standing on God's word, you're on good ground. Because God's word will accomplish exactly what he sent it to accomplish. Can you say amen? amen. So when we look at this, this verse of scripture in St. Luke 137, we see that this verse is consistent with God's nature and his perfections. 
It is consistent with his counsel. It is consistent with his purposes. It is consistent with his promises. Everything that God has said, everything that God has purposed, everything that God has promised, he is able to do. And he will do it. Faithful is he that calls you and he will do it. Amen. Every word that he has spoken, everything that he has predicted through his prophets or that the prophets have predicted and, 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 and gotten from God, everything that has been declared by his servants, everything that has been declared by his angels, it shall come to pass. That's what I hold on to every single day. I want to know, God, whatever you said, I want to have it on the inside. See, you got to have this on the inside. This can't be a wishy-washy walk that a lot of people have. You know, they believe for one day, the next day something comes up where it just takes them out of their faith. No, you've got to be consistent with this. If God said it, I believe it, that settles it. It is the end of discussion. All arguments cease when we go to the Word of God. No time for debate. I'm not debating this. If God said it, shut your mouth and just come into agreement with it. Don't try to talk me out of what God said. If God said, that's what I'm standing on. And I'm stubborn about it. Yes, I'm stubborn about this. I'm not going to move from this. Amen. I'm going to stand on this promise. Come hell or high water, I'm standing on the word of God. Come on, I know I'm not by myself tonight. It shall come to pass. Touch somebody and say, it shall come to pass. That vision that God gave this church, it shall come to pass. That vision that God gave you for your life, it shall come to pass. That dream that he gave you for your family, it shall come to pass. That dream that he gave you for your business, it shall come to pass. If God said it, it shall come to pass. If he spoke it, it shall come to pass. Come on, give him praise if you believe that. Now look in Matthew 24, 35. Matthew 24, 35. He says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. What does he mean, heaven and earth will pass away? In other words, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. So the earth we're in now, the earth, amen, is going to be renewed in in the great millennium. When Jesus returns and... And after all the great tribulation and all of that that's coming upon the earth, amen, the earth will be renewed and the heavens will be renewed as well. But notice